1: Welcome to Glammere. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavis Samir, and you are joining me for Glammere. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glammere. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glammere. I am so excited. I have Carson Cressley with me today.
0: Oh, it's just me, don't get, I mean, just remain calm, (laughs) remain calm.
1: You know, I, when I first think about reality TV, I think about when it started for me, and it was you, and Bravo, in 2003, with Queer Eye for a Straight Guy, like, you guys kind of defined reality, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, there were certainly other reality shows, and like, I think MTV had really, like, kind of, like, started with the real world, Um, but it wasn't like everybody had a reality show. and like. Like, now I feel like I know, like, five people that I just, like, happen to know, and they're like, oh, I'm doing my own reality show. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, that's what happens. Um,
1: it's funny, because Real World was, like, the one that kind of got right. me into it. But, like, for Bravo and for, for the, what it is today with right. the Housewives, it was really, yeah. I think, you guys.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely think that we did kind of, you know, Bravo was fantastic, and um, always, you know, very grateful to them, because they believed in this project, you know. We took Queer Eye for the Straight Guy to, like, 10 other networks uh, yeah. and everyone was like it's called what yeah um, no because thanks. the name was
1: controversial it the was name sort was of,
0: a little controversial yeah
1: yeah and I remember even myself like oh my God this is awesome <laughs> you right know? and so here you know the, the thing that I thought was so amazing about that is that you're from that you've created this fabulous career Thank and you, you have hustle like I like that word yeah. because you're a New Yorker like myself yes. and you take the opportunities and you run with them and everything you've done, has been just continuous success.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I feel like I haven't really worked for 13 years because, um, you know, I had a regular day job at Ralph Lauren and yeah. it was wonderful and great and I got a great education there and I learned so much about the fashion business and so much about marketing. and um, But it was one of those things where like you had to be there like Monday through Friday. Yeah, and, you needed a um, day
1: job. Um, this other stuff doesn't pay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and um, but ever since Queer Eye and that was kind of... Um, you know, I've always been entrepreneurial and even when Queer Eye first came around, they said, you know, um, we're going to go to series, we're going to make eight episodes and we didn't get paid much and they said, are you ready to quit your job? And I was like, do you have dental insurance? Do you have
1: any insurance? (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I had a great job um, but I took that risk and ever since then, I've really, I haven't had a day job so it feels like I haven't really worked in so long but I get to do really fun things. I get to do movies and television and write books and uh, do speaking gigs and it's. I've been very, very lucky And I've also combined it with like a big hustle um, factor. And I always kind of say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I call that the William Shatner theory because I think he did the same thing. Um and um, you never know like what job is going to lead to like another job. So uh, it's called networking. It's called yeah. You know, I know it's, it's
1: it's like a small. It's I think Richard Branson said it. He said something to the effect of just say yes, right? And you'll figure it out, kind of thing. Yeah, so. that's
0: totally what I do. Yeah, and usually I'm I get myself in big trouble. I'm like, oh, I've never done a play before with ninety pages of dialogue. I'll figure it out, and you do. Yeah, you um, sure but sometimes do. it's a little daunting. I
1: know. Well, you know, I I want to kind of obviously talk into the fact that you, you're an Emmy Award-winning TV personality, you're New York Times best-selling author, like, hello, hail to the king over here. But, um, you know, what is the difference between somebody like yourself and other people who are on your show and other people who are on other shows oh. who have their show and then you never hear from them again? Uh, hmm. I'll tell you what I think. I don't really
0: <laughs> know. I mean... Um I think uh, this is the thing that I think um, sometimes people feel that like when they get on TV and they get their show that it's like they've been discovered and they're going to be on the fast track and like I even thought that I was like wow my first show out of the gate it did so well I guess I'll start doing movies and I'll get my own show and you think all this stuff but really like it it doesn't work that way like you have to stay top of mind um, with people in the industry who are making those decisions you have to um be entrepreneurial all the time. While you're doing one thing that's succeeding, you have to think about the next thing that you're going to be doing. Yes, because that's the thing it right that's there. succeeding won't last forever. Absolutely. So I didn't have like a real plan as far as like, well, I'm going to do this show and then I want to segue into this. Like, I just kind of always looked for opportunities and said yes. Mm-hmm. And then, fortunately, I had something that was happening. When the other one ended, then I would have something else. And they're not all as successful. No. I mean, some shows like are big flops, and you do like one season, and people are like, I did a show. I wouldn't call it a flop, but it wasn't like a great fit for me. It was called Crowned, the mother of all pageants. And it was a mother-daughter beauty pageant I, that on the CW. I did not know. I did not know um, you
1: did and that. And it was <laughs> right after
0: Queer Eye, and I was like, I guess this is going to be a big hit, too. And it was like, womp, womp. Um, <laughs> womp, womp. But it was a job. Yeah. And um, it was with... Um, some great executives who are now working somewhere else. And, and they
1: always remember you. They will.
0: remember you, and you have a meeting with them. And when, when something's happening in their world, they say, hmm, I think maybe Carson could be good for this. Let's reach out to him. So it's also never burn a bridge. Because never burn a bridge. It's they're but make always. Relationships those executives are constantly moving around and the good ones that you like and that like and respect you are going to move to different places and think about you and the ones that maybe didn't get you and weren't super supportive, they're also going to move. So, And they might show up where you're working and you're like, oh no. So you've got to keep it Keep it cool.
1: Well, I think that what you said is so important, and I can see that about you. Like what you do is, you are open and you're hungry, and you remember that. Yes. Even though you say you, do, it doesn't feel like you've been working for 13 years. I bet if you list everything you've done the past 13 years, it's a lot. It doesn't feel yeah. like work because you love it. But
0: yeah, it doesn't. I mean, every job has their thing where there's days where you're just like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. I know. But in the grand scheme of things, like having flexibility and being kind of your own boss and controlling your destiny. It's so much more fun than going to an office every day. I mean, some people like that. For Uh, me, it just wasn't wasn't optimal.
1: For me, I'm a doctor. I was in an office every day. My first thing out the gate was to build my own practice. And then when I got the whole Bravo thing on my end, I thought to myself, this is amazing because I realize I can do so much more with my voice. But Mm -hmm. I also know that this isn't going to last forever. So I can relate to what you're saying. Um, I want to ask you about your books because there's a book that you have. Your current book is called, I love this name.
0: Thank you. came up
1: with the name? Does this book make my butt look big?
0: I'm really good with a title. I love that. Um, I come Who doesn't up with want to read that? Yeah, I come up with titles of TV shows all the time. I'm like, great title. What's it about? I'm like, I don't really know. I've only gotten the title done. Um, what do you think it's about? Um, and this book was similar to that. Like, I just... I was doing a lot of Instagram photos and I always thought, like, does this make my butt look big is a funny line. Uh And I would caption, like, me in front of, like, the pyramids saying, does this pyramid make my butt look big? (laughs) Or, like, me with, like, a lemur in uh, Madagascar and I would say, does this lemur make my butt look big? So (laughs) I I was doing that a lot and then I thought, hmm, that's kind of a great title for a women's style guide. And I should have done a women's style guide a long time ago, but I was kind of busy and I finally had, like... Six months off, and I was just like, I'm gonna, you know, get started on this. And it took about a year to write it. I love but this. I love the title Does This Book Make My Butt Look Big? Because it elicits a laugh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way to disarm people. Yeah. And make them realize, you know, so many women, when I was interviewing them for this book, were saying that getting dressed in the morning is super stressful. Yeah. And I've never felt like that. I've always felt like getting dressed in the morning was like, putting on a costume or a suit of armor or whatever Mm -hmm. and I'm always excited by it and yes there are those mornings where I'm just like I have nothing to wear but most of the time I'm really um, energized by getting dressed and I wanted to share that more lighthearted approach with my readers and say listen there's a lot of things to be stressed out stressed over out in this world because it's crazy but getting dressed shouldn't be one of them so I wanted to do this with a sense of humor
1: you know it is a sense of humor and I you know I saw this book cover and I I was like I need to talk to him because this is like the best book cover I love how you got the the 10 step closet enema that was, yes. I was like looking at the titles and I'm like, that is genius because who doesn't glam form your closet. I mean, yeah.
0: there's a lot of, uh, there's a chapter called, are you there QVC? It's me, Margaret <laughs> about shopping on TV and navigating outlet malls and, um,
1: five upgrades that make everybody look amazeball. Yeah. It's a really approachable, easy. fun, great, easy read to just style. Yeah. It's because it's people can't of, teach you style.
0: No. And that's why I, I, you know, I, I, researched a lot of the other books that are out there and there's some great people who have done style guides in the last five or six years but they're a little serious mm-hmm. and they say like you have to have like this little black dress and you have to have that for some people never need a little black dress yeah. um, a lot of like you know of my readers they're busy they have kids mm-hmm. they have jobs they have husbands they have partners um And they don't take a lot of time for themselves. and They don't.
1: And that's a big female thing, too. Yeah. Caretaker thing.
0: It's a a thing that I discovered. I did a show for Lifetime called How to Look Good Naked.
1: Yeah. I remember that title. Yeah.
0: And um, it was about women who had um, body issues. And a lot of it was body dysmorphia and the issues weren't as bad as they thought. But women are so used to comparing themselves to celebs they see on red carpets or models they see in fashion or beauty Or Instagram. It's
1: starting a lot younger with these girls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, those images aren't really necessarily real or yeah. accurate um, and they're certainly not something that most women can um, can attain. compete with yeah. or, or, or attain so you know a big part of the book is talking about body image and saying listen don't compare yourself to 13 year old Latvian girls in Lancome commercials because they're airbrushed and you know it's hard to look like that yeah um but just try to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and
1: having worked with a lot of models and younger girls, like I right. see that the biggest raise, rise in um, plastic surgery, mm-hmm. cosmetic surgery, are millen- millennials and younger.
0: Really. It
1: really is, and it's sort of like this: Am I pretty enough? And it's right. because of the Instagram posts and right. the, you know, the celebrities out there at such a young age. And of course, it's translating to fashion. You know, right. because a lot of the fashion sometimes people look at them and be like, "Oh, I could never wear that for my body type." Right. Well. Your body type is actually pretty banging. Yeah, you can wear right, it. right, right,
0: and and so many people, you know, think that. Um, I talk about this in the book too. Like, I could never wear that, and then like five or ten years pass, and they say, "Oh my god, I should have worn that while I could," while because I, could. I was really hot back then. Yeah. Um, and there's a thing in the book where I talk about, you know, if you have a hot night out or you have a great picture of you, put it on your bathroom mirror. Yeah. And um, look at that every morning when you're getting dressed because it's proof that you have the 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 ability and the and the power to be gorgeous. Yeah. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves that our best version of ourselves is just fine.
1: And you know, I think that, that's the one thing that I've always loved about you and when I hear you talk, you're always approaching this with a sense of humor. Right. But you're always like, kind of giving people this thing of like, love yourself all the time. Love yourself when you feel the lowest.
0: Right. Because you're okay. Yeah, I'm a bit of a cheerleader. Um, I do love to, um, and that's, you know, I've done a lot of makeovers from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Mm -hmm. to How to Look Good Naked to The Oprah Winfrey Show and I've always used that same approach. It's like, let's not be too serious about it yeah Um, let's have a laugh because if we don't laugh we might cry yeah Um, and then let's make the most of what you've got you know everybody has something about themselves that they love everybody has things about themselves and their bodies that they're not crazy about so let's maximize the positive and minimize the things that we don't love and
1: the funny thing is too let's talk about bodies okay okay when I was growing up I was of the kind of time period, and um, I'm in my late 30s. Uh Uh-huh, you look fantastic. Thank you. I feel fantastic, and I'm not ashamed. But I'm saying, like, when I grew up, it was like, skinny was in. Right. No butt, no, no curves. Right. Your lips, everything was just super thin. super thin right and all of a sudden now it's like blonde hair blue eyes and now it's like pow like right. curves butt like yeah. does this book make my butt look fat does anything make my butt look fat when I was a kid was a bad thing right
0: <laughs> and then, yeah I know people have said you know about the title they're like oh is that a good or a bad thing I'm like it's kind of go- it's both whatever now. you want it to um, be if you want your butt to be big then yes it looks huge and yes. if you don't want it to be big then no it's I can barely where is it I can't see it at all
1: <laughs> I just want a butt and like that was never when I was good so it's kind of like like it's interesting for me because the stuff that wasn't cool now is so right. unbelievably cool yeah so it's like you have to understand that things change yes you know and sometimes the things that you think that are um outside of what is normal and cool will someday be you got to love yourself that right you know
0: yeah I mean it's just it's it, we're always changing yeah. and um I think that's you know even You know, for good or for bad, like even when I was like doing Queer Eye, like I remember being like this skinny little like gay kid that was going to my mall and people would be like, Ew, there's that queer guy. And then like after Queer Eye for the (laughs) Straight Guy, they'd be like, Oh my God, there's that queer guy. Yeah, but then you took
1: the bird back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So things, things change. So the moral of that story is hang in there. Yeah.
1: I want to give people a a little bit of a preview of the book titles. Okay. Like a little bit of a synopsis. Oh, my
0: other books. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, this one I want to talk about one, a couple of these titles. and then there is another book I would love you to just discuss. Sure. It, you did right before this out with the old in with the ooh. Ooh. Yes. I, sometimes, you know, purging that closet is so cathartic.
0: It's, it's really, it's one of those things that feels so great, but it's one of those things that we all avoid. Yeah. Um, and there's a variety of reasons. Like you might have paid a lot of money for some of your clothes and you didn't feel like you've worn them the tags enough. Tags
1: are still on Tags them. are still
0: on. You're, th- <laughs> you're like giving them away. Well, you know, they can go to great places like dress for success or clothes off our back mm-hmm. or goodwill. I mean, keep in mind that, you know, they can have a secondary life. Yeah. Um, Other things, sometimes, you know, we hold on to things because they're sentimental. Oh, that was like the blouse I wore on my first date with my, you know, husband or girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, all those reasons. But when it comes down to it, it, if you have all this stuff in your closet and it's stuff that doesn't work, it doesn't fit, it doesn't flatter, it's out of style, it's only cluttering your mind and your mourning and... I always say, like, do this 10-step closet enema. Get rid of everything that doesn't work. And then in the morning, you're faced with only things that will give you a positive result. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start your day off on a much better foot than if you've tried on jeans that don't fit you.
1: Oh, God. Which is a
0: huge like emotional thing. and mental buzzkill. You like, think buzz about buzz it kill. all day. When right. you try
1: on a pair of jeans that don't fit, they won't come up past the hips. You're just right. like, your whole week's ruined. <laughs> it, totally.
0: Possibly even your month.
1: Possibly even your month. So, throw that thing out. But it's kind of, I, I actually I totally get what you're <clears throat> saying because in the morning when you wake up and you go to get your clothing and right. every, there's so many things there that you're never going to use. Yes. You're missing all of it for for that one yeah. item.
0: We all have probably, we all have thousands of pieces of clothing but we have nothing to wear. Yeah. Maybe not thousands. Maybe that's a little insane. Well, some but, people
1: do. Um, but we, we
0: all have, most of us have a lot more stuff than we need. Yeah. There's a thing even in the book about like living out of your suitcase for two weeks and it's basically, you know, take your big suitcase, put in all of your favorite pieces including the shoes and see if you can't live out of that for two weeks and I, I'm almost certain that everybody will be able to do just fine for every event in their life by living out of with the items that would fit in a large suitcase 1 suitcase or three. I'm getting one. One.
1: <laughs> it's actually true because like when I when I fly out from the east coast to the west coast, right. I take pieces. So that's my thing. Yes. I Kind of make them all kind of the same tones or, or exactly complimenting colors. And it's unbelievable how much. And even people out here are like, wow, you've got such a great wardrobe. I'm like, my secret is the colors. Like right. they get the colors together and get pieces. So I yeah. get what you're saying. I
0: talk about that in the book too. That's really smart. And there's like there's a lot of like Carson's confessions in the book, which are things like funny things that have happened to me like Terrible fashion tragedies and disasters that I've experienced myself, but also like cool, like celebrity things. Yeah. And one thing to your point about keeping the colors the same when you travel, I was doing like a talk show and Joan Rivers was also a guest and we became friends on uh QVC. And I can't believe that I know, you know, knew her and she was so awesome. Yeah. And, but she was, you know, getting ready to go on the show and, um, her stylist is a guy named Carrie, who I also knew from another project and he just had a rolling rack and it was like five jackets, five pants, five shirts, but it was all like black and white and all kind of Chanel. And you could have taken any one of the tops and mixed it with any one of the bottoms and it would all work. Yeah. So it's a great philosophy of like, kind of like defining your wardrobe. Right. And when you're traveling, like keep the color palette, like one, two, three, like black, white, and one color. Yeah. And it'll work amazingly.
1: Yeah. And you know, as soon as you know what that color is, go with it. Like, I like nudes, like the bl- nudes, the blushes. Right, black, right. white, and then I got to have a little bit of a hot pink in there. Just right. Something, you know? Yeah. You need one, like,
0: one, like, power color yeah. if it's like chartreuse or hot pink yeah. or burgundy or royal blue um, to mix with those, like, great basics, like the nudes and the blacks and the whites.
1: I can't not ask you to tell me about a Carson Confession because oh. everyone wants to know what's what to read and what's a Carson Confession. Oh,
0: so a Carson Confession is, are these, like, personal. Personal stories of my like either triumphs or tragedies when it comes to fashion. Um, one of them in the book is like a triumph that I had at an outlet mall where I found some Tom Ford shoes. Oh
1: man! <laughs> which
0: like I don't buy them. I mean like um, because they're thousands yeah. of dollars. Right. Um, so I you know for things like that you want to look for a deal. Yeah. And I went to an outlet mall here in California and there were these shoes and they were like in like a display case and I was like why are they in there? And then I went up and they were Tom Ford shoes. Okay, that's why. And um, I had a coupon um, for um, 50% off something. I was like, oh my God, these shoes are like six fifty, but I'll get them for like three twenty five. And they're Tom Ford. And they're Tom Ford. And they were my size. Because <laughs> oh, I bought shoes that weren't my size. Like I bought Louboutins at fit. the Barneys outlet that were like 11s. And I just wear three pairs of socks, but it's <laughs> worth it. But these were actually my size. <clears throat> and when I got to the register, I, I saw in the coupon, it said, you know, um, take 50% off your lowest priced item. And I had like a T-shirt and I had these shoes. Oh. And I was just like, womp, womp. And then I went to the register and the woman's like, which item would you like to use the coupon for? And I'm like, ah, uh, the shoes? Yeah. And she's oh. like, sure. And I literally thought they were going to arrest me for shoplifting and I was waiting for security to be like, ma'am, ma'am, come back here. Right? Um, but... Yeah. Um, I made it out and I sped over to the Barney's warehouse in record time. So
1: You're like I'm done. Yeah. I, I got the shoes. I'm out of here.
0: So that's one. And then another one was. Um You've been to like, when you go to like these gifting suites for like the Emmys or the Oscars yes. or whatever, and I'm lucky enough to sometimes do the red carpet for those things, so I get invited as mm-hmm. well. And there's a lot of cosmetic companies that are giving out new products, yes, and they, they love are. to have you hold, hold their it. product yep. with a celebrity, so it gives them some, like a mini endorsement. Totally good. And mm-hmm. there was a new product, and it was supposed to freeze your skin, like freeze the <laughs> okay. wrinkles off. And they did it on your hand, and they put it on my hand, I was like, oh my God, it totally works. Like right. fills in the holes with something, and then it smoothed it all out. So I thought if it works on the hand, I would put it around my like crow's feet, around right. my eyes. Uh-huh. So I did. And I went to like a big red carpet event in New York and I walked the red carpet which had normal lighting and everything was fine and then I went into like the party room like to where you'd sit down for dinner and dancing and whatever and everybody was kind of like you know you walk through a room and people are just like looking at you which can be either really good or really really bad yeah. and then I got to my table my friend's like oh my god what's wrong with you and I said what and they're like your eyes are glowing like a, like a raccoon that escaped from Chernobyl. Stop it. Um, and the cream <laughs> that I put around my eyes was um was like day glow in certain lighting. It was that you know that like purpley pink like banquet lighting, like that
1: mermaidy kind of lighting. Yeah, that yeah. they do it
0: like big fancy weddings. Yeah, uh-huh. they had that lighting, and my face was glowing. It
1: was almost like you had black light. That kind of yeah. light is a little bit black light. It's light-y.
0: like black light. And and sometimes
1: it, I've had nail polish that glows underneath that light. Yeah, so it then the photos turn out like that.
0: It made the photos were fine, oh, thank but God. the actual party room, um, and I think I like I couldn't even wash it off. Like I went to the bathroom, and it was like so embedded.
1: Yeah, because it, that stuff dries. I think the whole point is like it's supposed to dry right yeah.
0: and make it like a plaster. But um, so the moral of that story is: try your new cosmetics before you go out. I have a very
1: serious, serious, like similar story. I had you know that HD white powder when it first Mm -hmm, came mm -hmm. out, and I was like puff, 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 literally, and then I'm you know bluffing it away, bluffing it away, and I walk into. you know, a party as well. And I didn't notice that there was white powder all around my nostrils. Right. And people were looking at me like, huh. Right, girl.
0: Okay. We need to get you to rehab.
1: Yeah, you can't even wipe that off. Like, right. Huh? So yeah, I get it. You know, I love, love, love this book. I also love your book that you wrote that I don't have right in front of me, but you're different and that's super.
0: Yes. Oh, Thank you. Um, Love that one. I, th- that was just, you know, that's a kid's book. And I did yeah. With Simon & Schuster and um it's that classic ugly duckling story and it was a, it was a story about diversity and it was, i was inspired by two things mm-hmm. i saw this um henry david thoreau quote in the, his book on walden pond or whatever and it was like that which makes you different makes you stronger or yes. something um, and i was like oh that's kind of a great like title i was like let's do you're different and that's super mm-hmm. um and it was it was um inspired by two things. Like obviously growing up I felt very different mm-hmm. and like I didn't fit in with like right. you know, other kids were like like, ooh, look at my new Hot Wheels and I'm like <laughs> Aren't Farrah Fawcett's bangs amazing on Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um like I was I didn't really connect to uh, other kids. Right. Um, so you feel kind of like like you're in your own world, yeah. Um, and then you hope that there's something about you that like will be like your saving, right? Your salvo, your saving grace. And so that's the story in this book. It's about this like pony. I grew up on a p- horse farm. I
1: know you're that's a big horse enthusiast, yeah.
0: And um, who thinks he's useless, but and then he like feels this bump growing on his head. He's like, oh my god, what is this? I don't. This is weird. Oh, I can't let anyone know about this. And he's actually a unicorn. Yeah, I know, super gay. No, and, it's awesome, um awesome. but his special skill and his horn actually saves the day when a tragedy unfolds and um, he becomes celebrated um, for his difference. Um, And that's, you know, and I, I thought that like, not that many little kids felt different, but even my niece who was like, Eight years old, and she was like, I don't know, like five feet or something. Yeah. She was like super tall. Wow. And she's like, Everyone like picks on me because I'm so tall. And I'm like, Oh, girl, that's going to come in handy later. Trust Just me. wait. Just
1: wait five minutes. You um, know? Yeah. But you so, know, I, I know it's a kid's book, but there were so many things in there that I, I you know, I have two nieces. and right. I'm like, I do not. There's certain things that happened to me when I was a kid that I don't mm-hmm. want to happen to them. Like, right. I was like the brown girl in my school. Everybody else had the white skin. You right. Know? And I was the only ethnic one. And people came up right. to me and be like, Does everybody in your country? look the same, and I meanwhile well, I'm born here. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, what do you right. mean, my country? So I don't want those things to happen. Right. And so books like this actually make make I think relate to everyone. Like even right. me reading it, it kind of brought back those memories mm-hmm. of God. I wish I had this book when I was a kid. You right. Know? Yeah,
0: I'm I, I'm thrilled with the way it turned out, and like parents come up to me like, Oh my God, it's such a good book, and my kids love it, and it's just I'm thrilled with it. So. Yeah,
1: I am too. I think that it's amazing. You. I can't read, wait to read this other book. What's coming <clears> up for you? I know that you've got Celebrity Apprentice oh. coming up.
0: Yeah, I have. Um, I actually have a new show uh-huh. on um, on GSN, and it comes out November fifteenth. It's called Window Warriors, oh, and I wow. think you are going to like it.
1: Window Warriors, tell me about that.
0: Um, it is um, well, especially if you are from New York, um, you know that holiday time, like you go to Lord and Taylor and Saks and Bergdorf, yeah. and their windows are like over the top, yeah. and um, they're they're works of art. They are, yeah. and this is a show. It's a competition reality show, and they're window designers from all over the country, and they're vying for a chance to win hundred thousand dollars and a holiday window at Macy's. So, uh, what huge. I love about it, it's like it it kind of um, shows you the wizardry behind, like how do they make these things work, and how they make the robots move, and what like things they can and do with fishing line, concepts
1: and concepts are insane. Yeah, yeah,
0: and the concepts, and I also love like you know, it's about creating a beautiful window, but it's also about like brand messaging, and I love that whole like merchantainment part of it all, yeah. where it's like we're selling something, but it's also like telling a beautiful story, right. or a scary story, or an elegant story.
1: And the creative process, like I know with some of the other shows out there, like it's always mm-hmm. that creative process that is so engaging. People don't understand what yeah. that means, and when they see it, it's like wow.
0: There's not a lot of shows about art and artistry, and i think that's why people do respond to like things like project runway yeah. and gsn has another show called um skin wars about like body painting oh that's a painting. great show yeah um and it's the same producers and i think you know they're hoping that people will also like you said enjoy seeing the process and and seeing that creativity so i had a great time filming it um like i said it airs november 15th i think it's thursdays at 8 on oh, wow. gsn okay that's fab um and then yeah in january um, I have The Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So
1: this is crazy because you're with the first seat set of people. Isn't this the first time without yeah. the D?
0: Without yes. the Donald's? Without the D. Yeah, without,
1: without the D. Without I think the, the, D, the, D, the D is the appropriate. Big D, yeah, the big D. Yeah, it's so appropriate. Um, I have to ask, what was that like? Because you've obviously seen what the Trump was like. Right. How was it different? What do people um, expect out of this?
0: Yeah. I mean, I um, I can't get into too many details about the actual show, but um, I don't know if I would have done it with Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't know what to expect from Arnold, but um, after having done the show, um, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought he was smart, engaging. Um, he's a huge entrepreneur mm-hmm. that most people don't realize. Before he even made you know his money in movies, he had made a million dollars coming to LA with nothing basically, and working in construction and buying an apartment and then buying two and like really. Um,
1: he's very entrepreneurial, creating an empire of his own. Him,
0: yeah. Um, so he has those smarts, and I thought he was a great leader. And I think people. Are really going to appreciate what he brings to the show. So
1: it's definitely a new show with new blood and having. Yeah, options. it it's, feels fresh it's, again.
0: It's totally new. I mean, the you know the one in New York was Trump and it was Trump Tower and it was you know people were working in and around New York City, which I would have loved because I live yeah. in New York and I, I feel like I would have you know done better. Yeah. You know, like you know your turf, but yeah. this year it's um it's uh. In Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. Um, and Arnold is so pro California. Obviously, he was the governor, so he you know he loves California and um, Silicon Beach, which is like you know Playa del Rey and all that stuff over on the West Side, um, is featured, and we. Do a lot of things for you know, it's it's California plays a big role in California the show, California
1: is a central character, yeah, as, as exactly. To new York.
0: So that's going to feel very new, yeah. So, new host, new setting, and then, um, I can talk about the cast. I mean, I would
1: love to, yeah. Can you tell me? It's who's so weird, on with you? yeah,
0: because it's bizarre. Like, boy, George like, is on, yeah. I've done reality <laughs> shows, like many of them, but they're yeah. generally centered around like a purpose like you're making people over or you're redoing somebody's house or you're planning a wedding but I haven't ever done like a competition reality show where I'm competing with other you know celebrities uh and, and it's just like I'm working with Boy George, and I'm like, I used to roller skate to my base in my basement to <laughs> That's Karma so Chameleon, crazy, right? And like, shouldn't you be much older than me? Like, how is like?
1: How do you look exactly the same? Um, <laughs>
0: and he looks exactly the same. And um, so you work with them or a couple Real Housewives, one from Atlanta, one from Beverly Hills.
1: Can you say who they are? Yeah, yet? Kyle okay.
0: Richards. Kyle
1: Richards. <clears throat> um, oh, I knew Kyle was doing it. Yeah.
0: And uh, Portia Williams. Portia. And. Um, And I was a fan of Kyle's, you know, before we did the show, so I knew her. Um, And then, like, a lot of, like, pro football players that I didn't know. It's like um, Eric Dickerson, who was, like, a famous, like, L.A. Ram that's, I don't know anything about football. I don't know either, so. But I, I went to that. a Rams game because someone had tickets and then like <laughs> yeah, Eric Dickerson is. was like okay. being inducted into the Hall of Fame and I was like, I have his number in my phone. I'll like I'll text how him weird and say is hi. that? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of um great athletes. Lisa Leslie who's an Olympic uh basketball oh, yeah, player. yeah,
1: She's fab, yeah. Um
0: she's great and uh Layla Ali. Oh my god. Um, that's amazing. And uh Carney Wilson, uh Vince Neal. Stop. From Motley Cruz. Motley Crude. Right.
1: Amazing. Um,
0: he always had amazing jewelry. Like really? every day, like he would the show up. And, jewelry. Wow! Yeah, it would be like a Rolex that was like worth more than my house wow. because it was encrusted in diamonds. I was like, "Could I try that on?"
1: Like, "Oh, Vince, and, hey, um,
0: yeah." And I, Ma, and I did. did
1: well for you, huh? I that's did. Pretty cool. I'm excited to see the new one. I actually like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's funny. As a governor, I wasn't really, I didn't pay much attention right. to him. Like, whatever. But then, that as soon as he gets off, he's doing all like that actor thing again. I'm like, that's the part of him that I, yeah, you know, the funny part. He can be funny. He can be, yeah, self-deprecating a little yeah. bit.
0: He is a great a great personality, and I yes. think people will see a different side of him on the show because we've never seen him. Um, obviously, we've seen him as a real person as mm-hmm. governor and mm-hmm. in his political speeches, but just seeing him kind of be Arnold. Yeah. Um, and not playing a character in a movie is something different and new, and he's pretty great.
1: That's amazing. What about your book? You're doing a book tour. Where yes. can people find this book? I really am okay. telling you, it's, you gotta buy this.
0: Thank you. Does this book make my butt but look, look big? big? You can get it anywhere you get books. Amazon.com, <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Just go to
1: Amazon. Um, go to Amazon. Amazon. It's easy.
0: Yeah. Um, you can go to my website, com, and you can find out where you can get it. Um, or you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Carson Cressley. And it has some of the tips from the book. And it has um, all the places you can buy the book.
1: And um, on Amazon, I know they can preview the first few pages. Just yes. read it, because there's no way you won't want to get the book after that. And your show is on the 15th of November. Yeah,
0: November 15th, Game Show Network, Window Warriors. Um, Um, at 9 8 central
1: and I have to close by saying happy birthday your birthday's coming up on November 11th it is
0: yes I'm going to be 47 I'm so old I'm almost like AARP (laughs) it's really getting scary well
1: it's getting scary for all of us but you look fabulous because like
0: one of the guys from 90210 is on the cover of AARP I saw
1: saw that that doesn't even make sense he was in high school 20 years ago it doesn't make sense I know anyway thank you so much for coming thanks for having me I'm, I'm such a big fan and meeting you in person is just you're you're even more thank He's you amazing person thank you got it